Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you for tuning into our show. Thanks for being a regular listener. If you've listened to a whole bunch of episodes, this is episode number 290, and I'm really proud of that. We've come a long way. I started this show sort of on a whim almost three years ago. Uh, we are now setting record numbers of downloads and listeners, and people are telling their friends about it. I'm finding new listeners all the time. Most of the shows, I interview entrepreneurs who are doing really cool things in their career. I talk to business owners, entrepreneurs, solo entrepreneurs, business leaders, CEOs, marketing people, and some people who just have that entrepreneurial experience inside their job, those entrepreneurs. And it's always different. And yet, I find that there are so many little things that are the same. People who are finding success, well, success leaves clues. And these people are doing cool things. We live in a world where we admire the entrepreneur. And I think that there is a lot of people who are listening to this show, who wish they could be doing their own thing. I recently was talking to a young man, and he was thinking of changing jobs because he was frustrated with his boss. Now, his boss wasn't horrible. This guy wasn't a tyrant. He listed out the reasons why he was frustrated with his boss, and I warned him. Changing jobs is great if it's the right opportunity, but I warned him because I had fallen into this trap so many times. Don't leave a job because your boss is kind of an idiot. Because your next boss is probably going to be kind of an idiot too. And the only way you're going to get over that is if you go to work for yourself. So that's what I did. I have been working for myself for the past now eight, almost eight and a half years. And I will have to say that I have more respect for all of those bosses that I ever had because I didn't understand what it took to run the company or to head the department back when someone else was doing all of that. And all I had was just my job. Now, I have every job, and I got to tell you, it's hard. It's cool, but it's really, really hard. So that's why I do the show. I do the show for you so that you can learn some different ideas, maybe challenge you to think a little bit, but I really do the show because it's been like an entire education for me on how to look at being an entrepreneur, how to look at my business, how to think about growth. What is it that inspires me? And that's why I continue to do this show because it continues to allow me to meet new people. I'll be honest, this podcast has been one of the greatest networking tools I've ever had in my whole career. In fact, in just a couple of days, I'm going to head off to the New Media Summit in San Diego where there's going to be 40 podcasters and we're going to be part of the faculty and there's going to be, I don't know, 150, 125 people who want to be guests on shows and it's going to be a big discussion group and mastermind group about podcasting. So I'm kind of hoping that I'll come back after next week with some brand new ideas and ways to deliver more value to those of you who listen to this show because I appreciate everybody who tunes in. So if you're a regular listener and you've never gone over to iTunes and left a review, please do that for me. It makes my day so much brighter when there's a new review on iTunes. And if it's your first time and you listen to this episode and you think, that made me think, that was good, do the same thing. Jump over and leave a note on iTunes about why you like the show. Tell your friends about the show. Send me an email or a tweet at Cool Podcast and let me know that you're paying attention to the conversations that we're having on cool things entrepreneurs do. Now, today's show might be a little shorter than normal. I don't really know because I haven't thought it through. Normally, when I do a sort of a solo show where I'm not interviewing somebody, I write it all out. But I just heard a story 
And the story has just sort of stuck with me as something's not right here. Now, first of all, I'm going to tell you as I go into this whole situation that I only heard one side of the story. And we all know that every time human beings engage and interact, there are multiple layers. And we tend to tell stories based on the vision perspective that we have. It doesn't mean that people are lying or they're trying to sweeten the pot. But we always tell the story from our point of view because that's the only point of view that we have. So oftentimes I like to hear both sides. But I don't know the other person in this story. So I'm just going to jump into it because... I think one of the things we have to remember in our careers, whether we own the business or we work for somebody else, is I think we have to remember that ethics really do matter. I think at the end of the day, if we're bending the rules all the time, all that's going to come back to bite us in the butt somehow, somewhere. So I think ethics matter. I think making decisions based on doing the right thing is a great tenant to have as part of your business to have as part of your life. So this person who I know, and I'm not gonna give names or the location of where they live because A, I don't know the whole story, and B, it's not fair to anybody who's involved in this story. But I want you to listen to the scenario, and then I'm gonna walk through a couple of points. And, and then if you wanna send me an email and tell me I'm totally wrong, that would be awesome too. If you wanna send me an email and say you agree with me, that would be great, but here's the story. So I know this person, and he applied for a job. And it was a really good job. He lives in a small town. He'd be able to work remotely. And the job was going to pay really well, a lot more than any other job that was available to him in this city where he lived. And it was in an area, type of business that he had experience in. It was a sales job and he has a sales background. And there was a lot of things about the job that he found really attractive. The company was based halfway across the country, but... It was going to be very focused in the region of the country that he lived. It really gave him a lot of the things he wanted, including a salary that was going to really, you know, take him up a notch. And so he was really excited about the job. They put him through three or four interviews with different people. They were getting ready to fly him out to the headquarters to talk to him. They had pretty much given him that wink, wink, nudge, nudge that so many of us have seen when we've gone through the interview process. Now, we all know until you get a formal offer, it's not really your job, but I've had lots of jobs in my life and pretty much I knew when I was going to get that offer. I knew after two or three interviews if I was you know, in the running or if I was their top choice. And that's the way he felt about this. That what he was getting, there was a headhunter involved, a placement search firm. They were telling him they're really interested. They asked him for his references. So he provided a list of references of people who were familiar with him who had worked with him and who also were familiar sort of with this industry and the part of the country where they lived. So a couple days later, he gets a call. They, they were telling him to book a flight. They were trying to figure out what day for him to come. And they called and said, very abruptly, without any explanation, you're not the person who's best qualified for this job. We're going a different direction. You know, go away, kid. You bother me, basically. And he was dumbfounded because there had been a lot of good communication. There had been stuff. At least he thought if they moved a different direction, they would have done more than just saying, no, you're not right. Goodbye. But they cut him off at the knees and let it go. So he was a little upset about this, but you know, he didn't think much more about it. I mean, like I said, the job's not yours till you get the job, and the company has every right not to hire people, even if they put them through several interviews and gotten them just about to board a plane to come visit them in person. Totally fine. Nothing unethical, in my opinion, anywhere done in this whole thing to this point. So fast forward about a month. And he stops in to see a friend of his who works at a company where he used to work. 
He really didn't have any other reason other than this was a good friend who he hadn't spent any time with in the previous couple of months. And he just wanted to stop in and say hi. He was nearby. He just wanted to pop his head in, visit with a couple of old coworkers. She was shocked when he walked in the door. Well, why are you here? He's like, I don't know. I was just here. She was really awkward and weird. And all of a sudden he said she began to cry. And she told him that she had just given notice at the company where she worked because she had accepted the job that he had been interviewing for and had listed her as a reference. Now, she was upset in seeing him, which to me says she totally knew what she did, wasn't totally on the up and up. Apparently, when this company called her to check on his references to find out if he would be a good hire for them, she because he had told her about the job that he was interviewing for when he asked her if he could list her as a reference, she had gotten a little bit jealous that such a great opportunity in their industry was available. She somehow told the people on the other line that she was interested in the job and that they should hire her, not him. Now, I don't know what was said in that conversation. I don't know if she said, he's no good, you should hire me. I don't know if she said, he's the best employee ever. Oh my God, he's the best person. I suck in comparison, but I would like to talk to you about this. My guess, it was probably more of the former. Somehow, she talked them out of him and into interviewing her, even though they had gone way down the path. Now, at that point of the story... I, something just smells fishy. Now, I don't know her. I don't know what happened. I certainly don't know what was said on that phone call. But at some point, after they called her to check on him as a reference, they proceeded to interview her and make her the offer for the job. So I want you to think about this for a second. If you had listed somebody as a reference and then they took the job, what would you think of that person, right? Now, this is a person who he loves to collect friends. He has friends for decades and decades and decades. My comment was, she's done. I don't know how it happened, but unless she can give you more of the story, I wouldn't be hanging out with her and her husband and having drinks anymore. He really liked these people. He thought they were great. He thought she had his back. And in reality, she took his job. Now, I think there's an ethical question involved. What do you think? Well, let's back up. The fact when she saw him, she was extremely nervous and began to cry leads me to believe that at least on some level, she thought what she did was a little bit wrong. Now, here's the thing. All of us do things in life that maybe someone else could say gets into the gray area. I've done it. We've all done it. But there comes a point where you have to look at yourself in the mirror and decide, is what I did okay? Now, we can justify all day long, and a lot of people bend to the rules and justify like crazy. But here's the thing. That woman's going to have her name on that company's business card. And every day, she's going to see her name next to their logo. And my question is, will she look at that with pride, or will she look at that that she did something maybe a little unethical? Now, without knowing the whole story, I really don't know. But this story got under my skin, not because it happened to a friend of mine. All kinds of things happen to people. You know what? Life isn't really fair. If life was fair, you know, who knows what we'd all have. But life isn't always fair. Life is what life is, and people do what they do. But my take is, is that that person crossed the line. Then comes the question of the company. What about the company? It's their job just to hire the best person, even if they find them this way. 
It also seemed to me, because there had been a headhunter involved, that now the company feels they don't have to pay that fee. Now, I don't know that. They might. And I don't know the company. I don't know who the placement firm is. However, I could see an argument where they would make that said, we don't have to pay you because we didn't hire your client. We found this person all by ourselves. Now, if that's true, as far as I'm concerned, the company is actually operating in a very, very gray, if not black area of ethics because they really found that person because of the person they were interviewing who was put up by the search firm. So therefore, they should be paying the commission to that search firm. That's just my belief in the way that really should have been done. But I don't know. Since I don't know what happened, I don't want to point any fingers. But I think this whole thought is just interesting. So what if you had applied for a job and someone else you knew came along and took it? I just want you to think about that for a minute. Now, before I go on and wrap this up, I want to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. And when you want to talk about a great company to work with, a company who has always been ethical with me, it's Podfly Productions. I have been working with them for coming up now on three years. As we hit the three-year anniversary in just a couple of weeks of this show, as we get to that 300th episode that I am so proud to almost be at, I have to send a big thank you to Podfly Productions. And if you want to start a podcast, and I know that some of you want to start a podcast because I get calls from people who say, all right, Tom, you say it every time. But yeah, I do want to start a podcast. What do I need to do? If you want to start a podcast, I'm going to tell you, you've got to work with Podfly Productions. Go to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer, the discount that they have for the listeners of this show. Podfly does all of the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content and growing your audience. I never would have been able to achieve anything with cool things entrepreneurs do if I hadn't run across Podfly. They have kept their word. They've been wonderful to work for. And my belief is if I was looking for a job with them, they would never hire someone on my reference list. Just a, just a thought, but I bet it's true. Hey, getting back to this idea of do ethics matter. So getting away from the story that I just told, let's start thinking about all of our own careers. There have to be some areas where we have to think, am I doing the right thing? And here's the deal. If you can look in the mirror after any type of situation and without justification say, yeah, I'm good, then I think you're okay. I think we've all been brought up with a certain code of what is right and wrong. Now, not everybody, but I doubt that people who are total shysters and jerks spend time listening to podcasts that are based on positivity and creating something and going the extra mile and totally finding a way to jump that gap between potential and results and achieve more. I think by the fact that you're listening to this show, you're a driven person who has that good moral compass because you want to build something and you want to build it the right way. You know that there aren't shortcuts and you know that being unethical isn't going to get you there. So anyway, that's all I have for today. I just felt that story had to be shared, at least the piece of the story that I'm privy to. I just felt it had to be out there because I think if someone crosses the line, I actually kind of believe in karma. Now, I grew up Catholic, and some Catholics will tell you Catholics don't believe in karma. Well, Catholic karma then. I really believe that what goes around comes around, and I, I think if you're a good person who does the right thing, opportunities are going to fall in your lap. I don't know what's going to happen to this woman who got this job, but if six months from now that company goes bankrupt or they fire her, you know what? She can't say, oh my gosh, I am so, it's, I am so unlucky. This thing didn't go my way. She brought it totally on herself. 
First of all, why are they paying so much money in a town where they don't have to pay that much? That makes me a little bit nervous that maybe they're throwing some spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. That makes me a little bit nervous just off the top. Secondly, what are they doing going that far down the line and then dropping the ball on their main candidate to hire one of his friends away right out from under him? Seems to me like they would do other things that maybe won't work out so well. So that's my thought is I hope it all goes great because I only wish good on everybody. I hope this lady makes more money than she's ever made in her life and she becomes president of this company, sells it for millions of dollars and retires to an island. However, we all know how the world works and karma is a funny, funny friend. So we'll see what happens. I can't follow the story because I don't know who the person is and I doubt that my friend will be socializing much with her if he has half a brain. However, that's the piece for today. So sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but if you can look in the mirror, I think ethics matter. Anyway, thanks for tuning into the show. Hey, if you would like to be part of a group coaching program that doesn't cost you a lot of money, but that will give you access to me and a group of people every single week where you can log on to a call that we have and talk about what are you doing? What are you doing to reach your potential? Is there a gap between the potential and the results that you have? I'm going to encourage you to join the Potential Mastermind Project. That's my group coaching program. It doesn't cost very much, and it's a way to get yourself inspired to go out and achieve more. And if you're ever facing any type of issue, you've got me and the other people in the group to toss it out there, and people will tell you if we think it's a good idea, a bad idea, or whatever falls in between. So check it out at PotentialMastermind.com. Join today, and you'll be happy that you did. Hey, we're going to be back in a couple of days. I'm going to start back up with some interviews of some really, really cool entrepreneurs who are doing really cool things. But in the meantime, I'm going to challenge you. Go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.